Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, July 31, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Good morning to all of you. Good morning on this last Friday of the month of July, July 29. And as you may know or want to know, today, July 29, is the feast of Lazarus, Mary, and uh, Martha and Mary with Jesus visiting them. You know, we already had Mother's Day. We already had Father's Day. We already had Grandparents' Day. And now I'd like to think that we are having Children's Day or Siblings' Day or Brothers and Sisters' Day as we celebrate the brother Lazarus and his two sisters, Martha and Mary. For all we know, they were orphans. They have no more father and mother. And so I repeat, we send fervent prayers and best wishes to all children today. Today, we are gathered once more to study the gospel of the next Sunday the last Sunday of July, which is the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. During this Ordinary Time, we continue to celebrate the third mystery of light, Christ's proclamation of the Kingdom of God with His call to conversion. We know that this gospel, according to St. Luke, assigned for this Sunday, cycle C, St. Luke 12, 13 to 21, together with the cycle B, according to John, and the cycle A, according to Matthew, we now try to focus our reading and our reflection and our application on what Jesus said. Something 
that the three Gospels seem to agree on, they drive home one and the same point after we have studied them. So I repeat, we are in that situation within the ordinary time and with the third mystery of light. So before we listen to the reading of the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 12, and as we open our own Bibles, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read with faith your word. Reflect on it with hope and uh, full and uh, realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we read or listen to the reading of Matthew of St. Luke chapter 12, 13 to 21, which only St. Luke has narrated. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do, for I do not have space to store my harvest? And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns, and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grains and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, 
and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. Thank you, Ms. Bastille. We know that this gospel has been studied under different angles, from different angles and under different aspects, and for different applications to our daily life. But here and now, we would like to focus our reflection on just one point, which may be not the usual nor traditional. If we only focus on what Jesus said in Luke, in John, and in Matthew, for just one point, we shall learn a lesson, a very relevant lesson for us to live by. What is the point? Jesus said, as narrated by St. Luke, to this brother who does not share the inheritance with his younger brother. At that time, the sharing of inheritance between two brothers would be two-thirds to the elder and one-third to the younger brother. Anyway, so what is the point? Jesus immediately said, this is not a question of justice or legality. This is a question of morality. Immediately he said, I tell you therefore, be on guard against all forms of greed. All forms of greed which are greed for power, greed for position and possessions, greed for profit, greed for privilege, and greed for pleasure. Be on guard against them, Jesus said. And also, be on guard against its twin sister, avarice. Greed and avarice. In Cebuano, we say greed kadao or avarice kahako. We know that the greed, the greedy, does not give anything that he thinks he has only for his own self. And the avaricious is never satisfied with what he has. And what he is not even his, he takes it as his own. Ang dao di manghatag 
kay kuno ang tanan nga anaa niya para ras sa iyang kaugalingon. Ug ang hakog hastang dili iyaha iyahon. Muna ay ni Jesus actually to the two brothers and to emphasize the importance of this point Jesus told them a parable still the only parables narrated by Saint Luke this rich man he is morally good he has enriched himself well but this rich man is full of ice his life is centered on and the center and the circumference of his life is I mine me and my he does not count on anybody else this rich man could have shared his wealth with the laborers the harvesters of his bountiful harvest but he he does not all for himself and above all this rich man does not count on God that God is the creator of all things visible and invisible that God is the author of nature who makes the the rain fall and the sun shine on lands Therefore, this rich man who claims as his own all the bountiful harvest, the large barns, and the many things stored up for many years is avaricious. Hakog kewajod manghatag sa uban. So he is not only greedy, he is avaricious at the same time. In the life of Jesus, as narrated by St. John in Cycle B, the 5,000 men and women, the 5,000 men, not including the women and children, who were fed by Jesus when Jesus multiplied the five loaves of bread and the two fish and they were looking for Jesus and when they finally found Jesus they said teacher how did you come here we have been looking for you and Jesus said I tell you, amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me because you have eaten the loaves of bread and are not satisfied. You are, you want more of those bread 
and nothing else. So again, we have a crowd that shows some greed and avarice. What therefore is Jesus teaching us as he was teaching his disciples then? What is the antidote to greed and avarice? We find some answer in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, cycle A. The same incident about Jesus feeding the multitudes. Before feeding, we know as narrated by Matthew, Jesus saw the large crowd that had been following him and he was moved with pity because they had been with him three days and definitely they were hungry. The apostles suggested, Lord, dismiss the crowd. Let them buy food for themselves. Meaning, so that we may, have, we may not have the problem to solve. Let them go away. But Jesus said, no. There is no need for them to go away. You give them some food yourselves. So that is the antidote to greed and avarice. Giving. Give some food yourselves to them. What therefore is the antidote to greed and avarice is what we now call stewardship. Stewardship meaning that God has entrusted to each one of us time, talent, and treasure. We may have them in this life, but we do not own them. We are only stewards of what he has given us. I repeat, we do not own what we have. We are only stewards, trustees, and God expects us to be faithful and to be fruitful, to be truthful and to be trustworthy with what he has entrusted to us. If what we have we do not own, then it is easy for us to share, to give to others. After all, what we have, we do not own. This is then the lesson for us. Every time Jesus would proclaim the kingdom of God, he would always call to conversion his audience. 
So in this matter of greed and avarice and stewardship, what is the call to conversion? Conversion from selfish selfishness to sharing with others. Conversion from always receiving, always getting to once in a while giving. That is the call to conversion from always receiving to once in a while giving. What to give? Well, Jesus has mentioned at least six works of mercy. Give food to the hungry. Give water to the thirsty. Give clothing to the naked. Give home to the homeless. Give care to the sick and pay a visit to the prisoner. At least these corporal works of mercy. There are, of course, other forms of giving. But remember, there is no loving without giving. You can only give because you love. Although there are those who give without loving. But loving you cannot have without giving. And now this is what St. Francis of Assisi, again, again, I quote him, because he said, remember, when you depart from this world, you can take with you nothing of what you have received, but only of what you have given. Meaning, out of mercy, you have given to the miserable. This is now what we may call the need of the hour. You know, way back in the 1995, the plenary, second plenary session of the Philippines, a convention of bishops, priests, and laymen and women to study precisely why our country is or was in the situation it was and is. And they found out after across the country survey that the root cause, the root cause of the poverty and underdevelopment of our country has been greed. Greed, I repeat, for power, for position, and for possessions. Greed from, for, from, for profit, greed for privilege, and greed for pleasure. We thank God that they found out that there are only few of them. But that is 
one side of the problem. That's why Saint Paul, who has said that money or love of money is the root of all evil, we in the Philippines say that love of money is only half of the evil in the Philippines. Lack of money is the root of the other half. So we have the rich and we have the poor. How therefore should we coexist? And the parables of Jesus have been precisely teaching us how to coexist. The wheat and the weeds, the bad fish and the good fish, the sheep and the goats. How therefore should we coexist? How should we grow together? We hope that the bad become good, the good become better, and the better become peace. That is his call to conversion. Therefore, nowadays, when we know that there are, there are poor among us in our neighborhoods, in our communities, let's try to give not out of our abundance, but out of our substance. The saying that goes, give until it hurts. This is the call of the hour, the need of the hour, giving. Give whatsoever there is, be it few, be it far, between, but give. That's why at every Mass that we attend, there is a practice of this giving in the what we call offering. After the Gospel, after the homily, there is a period we call offering. What does that mean? The church, as you know, has commanded us to help financially the parish, the priest and his and their projects, the poor especially. So once you come to church on a Sunday and you believe that God has been helping you as creator and as author of nature to have what you do not own. Therefore, you offer, you give back to God out of thanksgiving what you are entrusted with from Monday to Saturday. So offering is an act of thanksgiving that has to be individual. Every person, father, mother, brother or sister, should offer 
whatever there is, should offer individually to show that indeed what you have, you do not own, and so you share with the parish. This is one reminder for all of us. It is only, I'd say, a practice, but it is an act of thanksgiving, and it takes a lot of humility to realize that indeed God has been helping you from Monday to Saturday, and now it's Sunday, the day of the Lord. It's Thanksgiving Day. I'd like to pause here for some of your questions on this matter of greed, avarice, stewardship, offering. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. morning, Monsignor. Good morning. May I ask you, aside from the works of mercy, what else can be given to the poor? What else can be given to the poor? You know, you can give to the poor, say, scholarship. Scholarships so that the poor may know more. You can give to the poor employment, work, whatever there is, so that they may do more. And therefore, when they work, give them the family wage so that they may have more. What for? To know more, have do more, and have more in order to be more. That's what Pope St. Paul VI has already said many times. That we should aim to know more, do more, have more in order to be more. To be more human and humane person to be more God-fearing citizen and law-abiding Christians. The poor, therefore, can give of their time, 
or even their talent, they may not have treasure. But I'm sure they have time and they have talent. You can give them enough work just to clean your backyard or to fetch your water. Give them little work to do so that they may learn to do more. There are many other ways of helping the poor, I repeat, other than the offering at Mass. Remember, the poor themselves, among themselves, can help one another. Remember this story, this is only a story, of a blind man and a lame person. They were going to the same place, or wanting to go to the same mercado, SM. And the blind man says, pray, I will lift you up to my shoulders. I will carry you on my shoulders so that you who have eyes, you see for me who am blind. And I who have feet, I will walk for you who are lame. And so they walked to the Mercado, and they lived happily ever after by helping one another. So in answer, can the poor also help? Yes, there are many other ways aside from being merciful to the miserable. Good morning, Monsignor. Can the, can the poor also be greedy? As I have said, yes. Greedy can afflict the rich as well as the poor. When the poor who have time and have talent do not also share what they have, are also greedy. There are many poor persons we know who have all the time to work, who have all the talent to work with us. Yes, it's true that we easily say that the poor are this and that, lazy, syndicated. But don't let us add insult to injury. It has been said that the dough, the the haves and the have-nots, the rich and the poor, may be traced to the deeds and uh, did-nots. Most probably why they are like that, because they are, of course, they have not been educated enough, employed enough, and salaried enough to be the person that they ought to be human and humane. Follow-up questions, Mons, and it's about Archbishop Kamumut. What did he say about giving alms to the poor in the streets? I, I can remember this very well, because Archbishop Kamumut used to visit us at the Archbishop's Cardinal's residence. One breakfast, we were just the three of us, Cardinal and I, 
And all of a sudden, Archbishop Kamomot, who had already resigned from Cagayan de Oro, the Archdiocese, and has been appointed parish priest of Pardo. And Pardo, as you know, is within Cebu City. And Cardinal Vidal, knowing that Archbishop Teofilo Comumon was known for his charity, for his generosity to give alms to the poor, especially those on the streets. And I remember Cardinal said, Archbishop, be careful, huh? You are now in Cebu City, and we have an ordinance, a city ordinance, not to give alms individually to the poor people on the streets. I remember Archbishop Teofilo Kamomot while eating his breakfast. He said, To whom, Mandi'ai Cardinal, to whom do we give? And Cardinal said, You give to institutions like the Red Cross, like the GSWD, like the Caritas. Immediately, Archbishop Teofilo Kamumot said, Yes, Cardinal, but institutions do not go to heaven. Only individuals do. I remember looking at Cardinal, he was blushing somehow and could not argue with the Archbishop that giving should be individual because only individuals go to heaven since salvation is individual. It is the institution, according to our ordinance, that gives to individuals, to individual poor people on the streets. That is what Archbishop, now Venerable Chofilo Kamomot, once said. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. Accountability of what the parishioners offered by the Paris priests is a big issue raised by the recent Synod conference. How may this be somehow corrected in some manners among priests themselves? I cannot yet uh, yeah. understand. Again? Accountability, Accountability of what the parishioners Oper by the Paris priest yeah, okay, yeah. is a big issue raised ah. by the recent Synod campaigns. That's true. Okay, it's about it's about transparency. It is true that every offering is accounted for or counted by the secretary or treasurer of the parish. And it is, of course, divided. Some of the m m goods or monies go to feed the priests 
in the house, in the convent, give salary to the staff, to buy food for all, and there is still some goods to be given to the poor if the parish has projects. Now, it is true that the parishioners should be given all the information about how the offerings Sunday after Sunday are distributed. They, any priest can do that. But let us naman trust each other. Let us trust that the priests in the parish are truthful about what they are having. And if actually you want an accounting, you go straight to the chancery of the archdiocese or to the convent, to the office, because they can easily show you. But some priests do not try to publicize the accounts. But rest assured that no priest is that greedy as not to be responsible and accountable for what they have received. There are teenagers begging at the McDonald's drive-thru. Are we supposed to give them? They are always there. It's true. If the city people are really able and willing to, fall, to implement the ordinance, they should gather all these street children, beggars, and house them. Or take them home to their individual families. But then I believe what Jesus said to Judas, the poor you will always have with you, whether you like it or not. There will be people who are poor and poorer than you are. Remember, I told you this before, a man complaining that he had no pair of shoes until he met a man who did not have a pair of legs. So poor, poorer, and poorest, we do have them. But how to give? Well, we have to be law-abiding and God-fearing. Greed and avarice can be first detected at home. When the family, father, mother, children around the table to eat, you can observe among the children who is greedy and who is avaricious. They say that the greedy child in front of his plate surrounds the plate with his two hands. He must be greedy. He is not willing 
to give anything. But if his younger brother at his right side is not eating well, then this brother gets what the other had. Dili to yaha yahon. You will see greed and avarice even at home. A child by nature is generous. A child who grows up to be a man does not keep for himself the toys, but he gives it or them generally to younger brother or sister. The child is very truthful and generous. If he is taught to be generous and truthful, not to be taught to tell lies and to be greedy. A child is by nature, I repeat, generous and uh, truthful. Of course, the father and the mother can also be greedy or generous. It depends. But I tell you, greed and avarice afflict anyone, rich or poor, at home or at work. Kadao or kahakog. Kadao meaning inot, meaning koripot, and avaricious meaning Hakog meaning laog. <laughs> so there you have words in Cebuano which give you, which may give you a more descriptive picture of what greed is. So let us learn from the sisters, Martha and Mary, as well as from Lazarus, a good friend of Jesus. Martha, at first, was very selfish. Her life was also centered on I, me, mine, my. Do you not care, Lord? that my sister has left me alone to do the serving myself. But later on, Martha, when Lazarus was dying or dead, Martha changed from bad to good. He, she went to meet Jesus on the way to Bethany but Jesus was looking for Mary, and Martha ran to, ran to the house and called Mary. The teacher is calling you. So now Martha is bringing Mary to Jesus, whereas before he wanted, she wanted to separate Mary from Jesus. Light moment, Monsignor. Huh? Kung papiliyon ka, Monsignor. Huh? Light moment. 
Monsignor, kung papiliin ka, Monsignor, which would be a bit better na lang, hakog or daw? <laughs> usually, usually, Giordana, ang daw who does not give is also hakog. Kayastang dili iyaha iyahon. But both to the greedy and to the avaricious, the belief that there is a God who actually owns everything that we have, that is important. Belief in God or else we become each one a fool. Some, the psalm says, only the fool says there is no God. If you believe there is no God, then you are a fool, then most probably you are greedy or avaricious. Dao o hakog. So faith in God, not only faith, but trust in God, who is the creator and who is the author of nature, giving, sharing, and serving. Do not wait to be served, rather wish to serve. Do not always be receiving. Also, once in a while, be giving. According to Pope St. John XXIII, in our situations, we need not wring our face in disgust, nor fold our arms in despair, but extend your open hands to help others, especially the poor. Monsignor, yeah. does this apply to those who get credit for any endeavor that they did not themselves anything? Does this apply to those who get credit for any endeavor that they did not themselves anything? That's right. As we have said, God helps those who help themselves. It is true that when we give alms to the poor, the poor is also instructed to find time to work. That's why I have said, give them something to work. Aside from just giving alms to the poor, let them work for a while at home. Fetch your water, mow your moon, clean your backyard, etc. I'm sure they I'm sure they sure they will just be too willing to do that type of work. Sometimes we give alms to the poor to dismiss them. So that one I samok, one I saba, lakaw na mo. Don't come back, but they will certainly come back if you give them only a little. But the truth is, there are so many things 
at home, clothing, food, shoes that we do not anymore use. Why don't we decide now to give them away to the poor? Food, water, home, clothing, care, and a visit are the works of mercy. Like Mary on the feet of Jesus, anointing his feet, we must listen to what Jesus is teaching. That's why we are studying the Bible, the Gospels. So, next Sunday, July 31, the last day of the month of July, and we begin another month, month of August. That's how we live, month after month, year after year, until he says, Hanggang dito ka na lang. Maraming salamat po. Okay. Again, I'd like to read to you the prayer, the opening prayer that you will hear on Sunday. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide, you may restore what you have uh, created and keep safe what you have restored. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. May the Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you, thank you. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity 
Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time.